Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast today we continue our comic book movie journey through film with the conclusion to a trilogy even mm. if it's not the most satisfying of conclusions <laughs> x-men the last stand originally released may 26 2006 written by simon kinberg and zach penn directed by brett ratner I am Colton Robertson. I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And man, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk this one, man. You know, I, uh, we've talked several times about the movies you just blew the fuck up. You just knocked the shit out of, you watched all the fucking, you, you know, for you, it was the Spider-Man, Spider-Man mm-hmm. 2, Revenge of the Sith. I was right there with you. But X-Men The Last Stand, that was the other one. I fucked this movie up. I watched mm. this all the time when I was younger, man. Uh, and I, I, <laughs> I'll i have a story for you later for why that is, um, probably initially. But uh, yeah, this is, uh, I regard this, you know, the Spider-Man movies made me fall in love with Spider-Man. I think X-Men The Last Stand made me fall in love with like superhero movies. I think okay. like this is what made me want to be like like oh I could I fuck with this. You know what I'm saying? Um mm-hmm. now obviously this movie as you grow up and you you gain critical thought, you kind of discover that it it might be a steaming pile of garbage, especially yeah. in the back half, especially yeah. in the back half. The first half though, pretty good. Hey, pretty I good. like the first half. Yeah. I like I, for for about forty five minutes there, I'm going. Is this movie considered so bad? I'd say, and then probably it, just when it, Professor S explodes. That's just kind of when everything goes a little downhill. Uh, there's not a that. single thing yeah. after that that I'd go. You know what? That's good. You know, yeah. Including that, uh, it's, it's crazy it's all... that the the more you think of it, the more it doesn't make sense. Like no, like, yeah. I remember just watching, I'm like, oh, wow, that was a little, like, meh, like, whatever. And then, like, you, you know, we were texting afterwards, I'm like, man, wow, that really doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It's like, an astounding, just, oh. it's a, it's astounding, really. Um, so, what we have here, the, the, the merging of the Cure storyline and mm-hmm. the Dark Phoenix storyline. Already, two very, very large storylines. I think mm-hmm. this movie, if I'm being for real, should have just been the Cure storyline i think that's all it should have been um and then the dark phoenix story should have been its own thing entirely um Mm -hmm. to merge both these stories and at multiple points in the movie make both of those stories feel like the main thing but then by the end they both feel like they've been sidelined um Mm -hmm. 
I don't even know how that's possible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not even sure how they made it so that nothing, there was no resolution. I feel like in, no. I For mean, like, yeah, the, I, the really. kid, the kid gets taken from Alcatraz. And then we don't see him again. The kid just got taken from Alcatraz. That's all we know. Um, oh, we know they did kill him. <laughs> like, yeah. like straight up. Like, yeah, I mean, probably not. No, but, no, uh, they didn't. But you know, yeah, G- like, Gene- they could have. They could have like so many different directions. They could have gone here. Like, I the Dark Phoenix storyline to involve it is just a whole lot. But I mean, like, just if, if the cure's on the table, maybe this is like what awakens. Well, that's the thing. If if Gene say Gene gets the cure herself. Is the Phoenix Force still inside of her? And it's like, is that a completely different thing? The Phoenix a- Force is a separate entity from her mutation. Yeah. I think so. I guess Phoenix- it makes it more powerful for it, it, it amplifies it. her mutation yeah. to be sure. Um, but we've seen, uh, as far as comic books are concerned, several characters. Uh, possess the phoenix force uh it's 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 not and obviously it starts with gene and gene is the definitive version of the phoenix um but like echo has had the phoenix in comic books you know Mm. and that's not a that's not she's not a mutant you know like Mm -hmm. that's it's not something that she Mm. she's got you know but she had she possessed the power of the phoenix and so uh, it, it is interesting to think about like For me, if you want to make this movie as good as it could possibly be, there is not an ounce of the Dark Phoenix stuff. Yeah. Maybe. Like, maybe the, just the thought of getting cured, maybe like the Phoenix Force could tell her like, oh, if you get the cure, I'm out. Like, you're not going to have me anymore. You're going to be like way less powerful. I'm out of here. And like, maybe that's when she's like, oh no, fuck the cure. I'm staying, like, I'm me. You know, maybe like starts to... Do something but the there, other thing, know. the only reason Jean's in this movie at all is because of the Dark Phoenix stuff. She dies That's at true. the end of X2. Mm-hmm. And then even you know, when she's brought back, it's just, I don't know. Scott's like, how? She's like, I don't know. Like, they, they, they don't bother to explain, you know. It's just, you get the little ex- Professor X just, you know, explanation there for a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and, th- and that's pretty much all. But... Yeah, it's, just, and I, it's, not, it's not like I, I the Phoenix in and of itself is enough explanation for me. Like, that's why mm-hmm. you're alive, you know, mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it just takes so much more fleshing out than what they did with it in this one. You know, I, I know that they've alluded to in the past couple movies, and this is it, it's one of those things that's kind of tough to talk about as a trilogy when we take movie by movie release by release instead of franchise by franchise you know like yeah. we, if we just talked x2 last week it might be a little easier to talk about it coherently That's as true. a trilogy yeah. um but they do a little bit to foreshadow that the phoenix is, yeah, is like, something you know over the like, lake like alakai yeah. lake like there yeah. was the, the imagery there at, was that yeah. the very end of the movie that was at the end of x2 okay. like yeah. signifying that she's not dead she will be back yeah um and that's cool um the thing for me is that when it came to comics gene when she became the phoenix was not immediately the dark phoenix yeah. you know what i'm saying like uh she 
was able to control that power for a certain amount of time until she was manipulated into it taking her over basically in an in an attempt to protect her like mm. it it's just kind of it's it's a lazy version of the dark phoenix story uh and yeah. and therein it becomes half ass in the writing and everything feels half ass after that you know um mm-hmm. i i did go with Fomke johnson as jean gray for my performance yeah um and that's because she's the sole thing that makes her storyline watchable. Yeah, um, she does a good job, you know. With what she, she does, a fantastic job. Yeah. Well, even when good. they give her absolutely nothing to work with for the last hour of the movie, she does yeah. a great job. Um, mm-hmm. like, but for those first forty-five minutes, every scene she's in, she's electric in it. You know, and there's uh, what's crazy is uh the writing is fairly weak and the direction isn't very strong and therein none of the performances stand out like yeah. nothing's jumping out of the screen like oh yeah well that's the guy you know um yeah, there wasn't a landslide win for really anybody like how it was just even like her character too i'm like man i, I don't really i don't really know like who like hmm. scene wise too like kind of everything there was just and that kinda, might, like yeah. everything feels so flat about the movie, you know, uh, obviously yeah. they have their emotional moments where Hugh Jackman and Halle Berry like cry in each other's arms after Professor X dies, which is a moving scene, but it's entirely based on the idea that you have to like, when I get emotional during that scene, it's because of the idea of what happened, not literally what happened. Uh, like my relationship to the X-Men and what I know about them thinking about Wolverine and Storm crying after Professor X has died, that's sad. The movie's version of that isn't particularly moving. You know, like, it's it's more just Hugh Jackman and Halle Berry's performance making me feel the things that I should feel in that moment, not necessarily the weight of the moment itself making me feel that way. The only thing that Um, was sort of sad about it was just how they went up to the chair and just, like, kneeled down in front of it and, like, we're looking at it. Even that, bruh. I'm uh, right before they did that. I'm thinking there's got to be a shot where they're showing the chair sitting there empty and them crying next to it. How do they go about doing that? And it was the most boring version of that shot possible. I was like, I don't know what I don't even know what y'all are trying to do here. And even Magneto like Magneto sees him full like full view of it all happening. I guess Wolverine also sees it happen mm-hmm. um but like magneto's just like all right gene come with me like you know just i mean i guess he would be kind of just he has to move on he has to go on but like that's that was his like that was, that was his dog like yeah. that you know like i mean like i expected something out of no, him i don't I, know the, like the characterization of magneto in this movie is really really iffy it's it's back and forth a lot there's a lot of things in it that i really really enjoy and there's a lot of mm-hmm. things that just don't make any sense um that example is kind of a 50 50 one where i could see it being sort of like a self-preservation thing like it's the first time he's ever witnessed he's been told there's a power out there somewhere and it's way stronger than you you know like uh you don't stand a chance and he doesn't really believe that until until he watches her kill professor x and he's like oh okay yep come here 
it's kind of, it's, it's like the only time you've ever seen Magneto scared, you know? So like, it's, it's kind of, and and that reason I kind of fuck with it. Uh, and there's a few things after professor X's death with Magneto that I really enjoy too. Like whenever the fire boy is like, uh, you know, you should have let me kill him when I got, and he's like, Hey, shut the fuck up. You know, he's like, uh, that dude did more for mutants than you could ever dream of, you know, like, Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, you know, so they let that bleed through a little bit. Um, but that's the thing. There's just so much going on that these moments that you're supposed to be able to sit with and are supposed to be able to explore immediately get pushed aside and we're just on to the next thing. Um, it was just really bang, 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 like just (laughs) moving. The story was just moving. I mean, they had so much to accomplish there like up until professor x's death though i mean it it like it the pace was very nice like it was, and you could it tell, was really well paced i thought you, until yeah. that point and then after that really they're like this was supposed to be two movies like this was just not supposed to to be mm-hmm. one movie and yeah i mean they wanted to you know complete the trilogy and go out with a bang you know and everything but then at the end of it all all of it pretty much is unwritten anyways the, the only thing that I guess Gene is the only one who actually dies. I guess mm-hmm. Scott, too. But, like, and that, Scott's death is kind of, like, it's kind of up in the, you know, you don't really see it happen. And it's just kind of, like, you, you see, like, you see, like, her dark phoenix, like, start to come out a little bit. And you're like, oh, shit, like, what's about to go down? And then and then it just kind of goes off away. And then, you know, Wolverine talks to her for a little bit. And they're like, you know, don't let me kill anyone else. And you're like, oh, okay, so she did. She did. Yeah. You know, like, that dude is dead. But, like, I don't know. I feel like that could have been a little no, more. No, and that's that's another thing. Cyclops is a fucking, it's one of the most important characters in X-Men, period. And <laughs> yeah. he's dealt away with after two movies of being a top build lead. And I know that that's, that's them being like, yeah, y'all, y'all don't even know what you're about to get into type shit, you know, like anybody's at risk sort of thing, you know? And, and that I can like, I can respect the balls on the storytelling, you know, like I can respect them being like, we're going to take a big fucking swing straight out of the gate. We're going to, we're going to kill Cyclops, a dude who they make it clear has not been the same, has not been doing good. Uh, he's sadly he's as good as dead you know for for the x-men uh yeah. like he's he just hasn't been the same since gene's death so they went ahead and literally killed him um and i i like james marsden a lot and i like i've I've grown to really appreciate the character of scott summers but this is just one of those examples where it's it's overwhelmingly clear that they were centering wolverine through this trilogy you know what i'm saying like and and this movie it it pays off to a degree you Mm -hmm. know uh but they wanted the the emotional crux of this movie to not be dependent on wolverine competing with scott but for wolverine Uh, to come to to come to a conclusion that he has to say goodbye to gene by himself you know because like mm -hmm. the way this conflict ends scott doesn't let him do that you know, uh, like no matter Scott doesn't have the wherewithal or the the strength of will mm-hmm. as far as this version of Scott is concerned to not let that happen. You know, um, I mean, even when the moment comes, though, you see him cry there for a little bit. But then it's like, well, whoosh, back to the mansion. The ending. Everything's OK. Horrendous. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. 
Professor X, gone. Gene, gone. Scott, gone. And everyone's like, we did it. We succeeded. This couldn't have gone any better. And it's like, yeah. Bro, I know that it's like, they have those moments where they're trying to make it clear that stuff's like, whenever Storm's like, no, the school won't shut down. Mm-hmm. I've got this. And I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah, Storm, you do got this. But like, I also knew you got this. Why the fuck is this supposed to be a moment? You know, like, he literally told you that he wanted yeah. you to take his spot. You probably already should have told them that you've got this. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, yeah. the, the way they, it felt like they tried to force a lot of moments, you know, and, and then in the moments that could have hit, they didn't let breathe. Yeah. And they didn't let them sit. So it was just like, ah, it was. Yeah. After watching this time, it, it seems to me that Charles knew he was kind of fucked. Like, uh, he was like, oh, Jean's back. We don't know if it's the same Jean. She's going to know what I did to her. And if she finds out, see you later. Like, there's nothing I can, nothing I can do, you know, because he even tells Storm, like, yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, maybe he knew Scott was going to die too. I don't know. Like, he, like, you're just like, yeah, you know, Scott's all right, whatever, but he's changed, man. It, you you really got to step in for me, Storm. Um, and then, I don't know, goes, goes to her house. Like, he, he fully accepted his death. Like, he just knew it was coming and knew that he couldn't do anything about it. Mm. Um, and then now with the, the post credit scene, you know, of him just transferring his consciousness into them. And, like, him literally, that's the lesson he's teaching the kids in the yeah. classroom, too, of, like, you know, what's the ethics of of doing this and 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 everything and and he decided so, it's cool <laughs> yeah yeah so it's like who cares fuck that guy you know like yeah, that guy's dead basically like father I could, I could be a lot. well right? what's like, also like really what's also like uh hilarious uh, like the the continuity in this universe is obviously it's been strung, yeah. it's been ripped apart and taped back together and oh, yeah. shredded. And then they tried to tape that back together. Like it's been, it's been destroyed several times. I watched, I actually had enough time to watch Days of Future Past mm-hmm. after I watched X-Men The Last Stand, which I've always kind of wanted to do that back to back because the conclusion of Days of Future Past is the happy ending you want for the x-men like wolverine gets back to his time gene's there scott's alive everyone's there like everything worked out perfectly and it does make it a a wonderful sequel to this movie you know um but charles was transferred into the consciousness of another man and in the future timeline it's just Patrick Stewart, you know, it's just Patrick, uh, and in the future, you know, like yeah, it's not true. some other guy that they're yeah. saying is Charles. Um, so like, and I get the choice there. Maybe. Obviously you have Patrick Stewart. You're not going to just give the role to some other fucking guy, but it's hilarious that they everyone's even... head. He's in right. everyone's head, making right. them think that it looks like, but you know, he just chooses to look like Patrick Stewart. You that's, know? A good, like, that's, that's a good way to go um, about it. I like but that. Yeah, that, that is fair. Like it would make more sense if, if you know, it would be someone else, but are you really no, going to like, and, and like, that's the thing is that like, I don't, I don't have any beef with that choice. It's just, I just like to point out the funny continuity stuff, you know, like, uh, yeah. Cause I, when it comes to comic books, the X-Men movie franchise might be the most comic accurate franchise ever 
in that it just does whatever the fuck it wants whenever the fuck it wants. Not yeah. necessarily comic accurate in that it's perfectly adapting the characters, but mm-hmm. accurate to the medium of comic books in that it's just like, you know what? Let's bring this guy in and let's fucking do this thing, you know, just because we can. And uh, frankly, I, I respect that approach. You know, uh, it's just that if you're going to take that approach, you got to do it right, which days of future past, I'd say they did. X-Men The Last Stand, I'd say they didn't, you know, so like that's yeah. when those things you can you can look over them when it comes to a good movie with a good story versus this. Um, and it, it, it had the bones. It like. Like Man, a lot. The, the cure storyline is just good enough on its own. Like, just the the absolute chaos it would cause between humans and mutants is enough. Mm. And then the inter inter like mutant war that would happen as well. Like Magneto having his own group, and I mean, if Charles doesn't die, you know, or someone else leads leads that side of it, but like a huge civil war would break out. No need to to throw in a Dark Phoenix story there, you know. Like mm. I I think it's a great storyline, but. On its own, you know, when when it has time to breathe and and yeah, it ju- it just uh, for, for one, the character Jean Grey deserves to have that story fleshed out, and Famke Johnson in that role deserves to have it fleshed out. Like when it comes to the Dark Phoenix storyline, Jean Grey should be the main character. Yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. that's it, that's just the case. And you can I'd tell say they kind she's... of tried to make her the main character. In it a little bit screen time for that, but then yeah, you and know? then she just kind of put off to the side. She's kind and... of just the problem they have to figure out how to solve. Exactly, it's not. Yeah. It's not even because when it comes to the Dark Phoenix, we do get to see these little flashes, and my favorite scene is one of those little flashes where mm. Jean comes through. Uh, it's uh, Logan and Jean's sexy time into Jean's meltdown where she officially breaks bad. Heck um, yeah. Yeah, now yeah. this is this is a fun this is this is the story I've been wanting to tell. Uh, uh, my six year old ass hey, had never I've... experienced any sort of uh, any sort of arousal, mm-hmm. and I, I I was watching this scene and I was like, oh oh, something's, me. something's happening. Uh, like that. Yeah. Um, hey, I fully understand you there. I had a thing for redheads growing up, like a this in is if I watched this as a kid, oh my god! Like, yeah, that, that's I no. didn't get into the X Men movies until much, much later. Like, literally, no. yeah. Two, my six year old brain was like, yeah. what, "What's happening? What's yeah. going on here? What? Like, going like like the little pausing the movie, things. going out, going out of my room, and going, "Hey, what the fuck is happening to me? You know, like that sort of thing." You know, yeah. uh, like that, that's what was happening in this moment the first time I watched mm-hmm. this. So uh, I kind of went into this going, I think this is, that was going to get my favorite scene simply so I could tell the story of the first time I experienced sexual feelings. Oh, um, yeah, yeah that's but, but then I was watching the movie and it, I think it might genuinely be the best scene in the fucking movie. That's and, the thing, man. I was scrub, I literally scrubbed through the movie like five times and I'm like, what scene? do I pick? And I'm like, well, action-wise, probably the end, you know, because even though it all just doesn't come to a resolution, it was still really cool and the fight was cool, the bridge, you know, getting pulled over was cool, and I'm like, man, but then like, kind of goes against the whole point of me like, kind of, like, trashing on the end of the movie and I'm like, "Ah, okay, so I can't pick that. And I'm going back and I'm like, well, I don't know, maybe when Gene killed Professor X, because it like, 
even seen this movie one time. I've only seen this is probably my second time watching it. It shocked the hell out of me. I'm like, wait a yeah. fucking minute! Like he's fucking dead. I'm like, holy shit! They actually just killed him. They just kept and, going for that shock value, man. Yeah. And and like, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm 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 going back and forth between like the killing of Professor X or the end. Um, I I think I'll go with killing Professor X because it was it was the most shock shock value to me. I I remember the end quite. I'll, I'll give this movie some credit. In uh, that the effects are fucking gnarly. Um, Two thousand six, man. This goes, dude. Is Professor X and Magneto at the beginning perhaps the best de aging you've ever seen in your fucking life? What that? Like you get? Let's see. Who was de aged? Like Hank? Like in the MCU? I'm trying to think of people who were de aged. Like Samuel Jackson probably doesn't Mm -hmm. even look as good as this. Um, well, I was Samuel L was pretty good. But like Samuel Hank, is pretty good. Hank Pym's is like the MCU does a pretty good job of it. Um, when did Tron but, Legacy come out? Yeah, 2010. That's four years after. And Jeff Bridges' DH looked like shit. Like Clue in that mm-hmm. movie looked terrible compared to this. This looked like I mean it was it was only for one scene at the beginning, so I they mean, probably like, had a lot more time to to spend on it. But like it looked really good. Like I, I'm just thinking like. Uh, a really recent example is Harrison Ford and Dial of Destiny. That de-aging, it looks really good, um, but it's veiled in darkness. You never really see his face. You get you get like brief glimpses of him, and he doesn't talk much. Um, and it is twenty twenty three. At the well, it's twenty twenty three. But yeah, but I would say that I would say that this looked better than that. Wow. Okay. And yeah, Ian McKellen looks older in 2006 than Harrison Ford huh. does now. So wow. like it, it was, it was just kind of it, like, it melted my mind seeing it and kind cause I, it was to the point where I was like, am I being a dumbass? And is this just makeup? Like, is this just mm. really, really fantastic makeup? Yeah. Because it's seamless. It doesn't, I can't tell at all that mm. these men are, 65 up you know like yeah. uh i i can't tell that one bit and Apparently, uh so this was the most expensive movie at the time that this came out it on i i don't know if this can be on imdb i believe it. At 210 uh, million this was at the time the most expensive movie ever made um <laughs> so. i believe it uh and, and i think it paid off in the visual effects like the visual yeah. effects in this they movie are good. fucking awesome like, like it looks great the um, end there when everyone starts just Kind of like I don't know. Gene Gray just has the Thanos snap built in, you know. Yeah. Like they, they were literally fading away. That looked awesome. Like everyone it's just gnarly. Yeah. Like every there wasn't really any effect that looked aged at all. Like not never. like oh this was this is definitely two thousand six. Like I never said that. Watch like during the Colossus movie. looks fucking yeah. dope. You know, yeah. like uh, the the stunts when he like throws Wolverine in the air, like that should look fake. That doesn't look fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way the beast is like bouncing around in the fight at the end and doing his like feline yeah. ass. Yeah, he was flying. Yeah. He was, yeah. Dude, he was I, like that's, going. that's the thing that I will give this movie some respect for is that like, while I do think that like straight up artfully, the way the movie looks is not as strong as the first two, the visual effects are some of the best I've ever seen in any superhero movie period, which is. Yeah astonishing for the year um mm-hmm. yeah i think it that has, paid off big time a completely different feel than like superhero movies have today like i don't mm. i'd rather go back to this like kind of just not knowing what the heck's gonna come not 
not having to think like, oh, this is has some grand implications on on like the universe as a whole. It's just I like thinking, I was thinking about that earlier today, bro. Like when I was thinking about like the spite, like my love for the X Men franchise and the Spider Man franchise when I was younger. Mm-hmm. It probably occurred to me like when I was playing with like action figures, being like, "Oh, what if these two? I never thought like, "What if the X Men and the Spider Man like came together and they did like a big movie to get like?" It never once occurred to me when I was younger, like, "Where's Spider Man during all yeah. of this?" You know, like, uh, you didn't need that. Like, it no. Was- yeah, that's that's true. And now everyone's like, "Oh, Secret Wars! I can't wait for Tobey Maguire and Hugh Jackman, Wolverine to fight together." And it's like that's yeah. all we ever wanted. And it's like, no, and, and really? like times change and stuff. And yeah. I get that, like that's something that you have the opportunity to actually be excited about now because it's happened and stuff's mm-hmm. going in that direction. But like, yeah. I, I for just for another example, now that you've seen like Guardians three hilarious that if somebody wants to watch guardians of the galaxy and just wants to watch that trilogy that at the beginning of the third movie something happened to one of the main characters and now she's a different person yeah that's you know like yeah gotta watch infinity war and endgame for that to really make sense yeah like much to reckon with when it comes to an interconnected universe that it was so it these shitty little dumb movies like this with a terrible ending, I can go, well, Hey, at least it's, at least it doesn't affect anything else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just on its own, you know, and and the other movies that come after it are are good. You know, it's like, it's not like it ruined everything forever. And they had to deal with all these things that, you know, they did in this movie. No, like, some of the movies that are coming and up. Say, I was talking shit about like the talking shit about the continuity stuff with the X Men universe. This is actually one of the most impressively done retcons I've ever seen. X Men Last Stand. The way that it's undone is kind of seamless with Days of Future Past. I'm like, fuck mm. yeah, you went back in time, changed some shit. Now everything's different. Fuck yeah, you know, like I, I love that. That's simple. It's easy, and y'all did it in a satisfying way. Like. It's it's just so difficult to retcon stuff in a in a big in a big universe and this one movie for the last stand you know mm. but like on the other hand it, it affects a whole lot more but like decisions in this movie that just didn't make a whole lot of sense or like they just just didn't matter they cure Magneto and he has to deal with that nope he's fine he still has his powers no problem at all. I'll move this chess piece, you know, what, what the fuck? Professor X has transferred his consciousness into another body. No big deal. It's done. That doesn't matter. Um, the kid, that was the big whole crux of the movie. We don't fucking know where he is. Probably just chilling at the mansion. Like, is he just in a secluded area because no one, you know, no one has their powers if they're around him? Can he like turn it off? Do they use the cure on him so that he can no longer leech? Oh, whoa. That's nuts. Yeah, that's. What would that? Maybe it would reverse the process even more. Maybe it just would send out a shockwave of yeah. I don't. I don't know. It was really interesting, but like I don't know. It was really cool. To like see Hank go in his room and like go in there for a second, have his hand, and he like he's contemplating like ooh, like this is kind of nice. You know, like maybe I would want this, but it goes against his whole like just where he's been and in his position yeah. as a senator, which is sick. And like and like I. 
Um, not like there's a few good things about the movie. I think, and like Hank, oh, like I absolutely. was reading, yeah, like reading some of the comics, um, Astonishing X Men. I started like I think I'm on the third issue now. Um, but it's sort of like you know, uh, Wolverine's not the same after Gene. Uh, there's a lot of fighting through everyone, but then they're like, yeah, Hank just seems to be Hank. Uh, he just seems to be. Oh my stars and garters. Man, I don't know. I I love Beast. Beast is just, he's so. Oh, that's one of my favorite X-Men characters, man. He got my favorite character for the movie. Uh, I love, I love Hank McCoy. Uh, and I love Kelsey. I think Kelsey Grammer as Hank McCoy might be amongst the most underrated comic book castings of all time. This dude's mm. kind of knocking it out of the park for exactly what I would think of beast like in my head, yeah. you know, like that, uh, when he delivers that, Oh, my stars and garters, I believe that this motherfucker would say that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's not they something they just put in there yeah. as a reference. Uh-uh. He like, he would say that shit. And, I think my uh, line, my line is a Hank line. Um, and it's at the end when they're fighting, um, <laughs> and Wolverine's like, I thought you were a diplomat. And he's like, well, as Churchill once said, you know, there comes a time when all men must. And then he just fucking just decks two guys. He's like, oh, you get the point. And he just goes yeah. back into, you know, like, I don't know. Just Beast had a lot of good lines in this one, actually. Like he Beast just is a just, wonderful character yeah. in this, man. Mm-hmm. And I like that he, uh, I like that he has like a history with the X-Men, but he like grew beyond it. Yeah. Kind of like he he realized he had a greater potential to affect like diplomacy, like, you know, like uh, affect government. Uh, and that's that's pretty fucking cool. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I like I love that character in general. And, uh, you know, um, as far as recent X-Men comics, this character has evolved quite a bit into a place that I'm not mm-hmm. a huge fan. Um, but not 80s, 90s, aughts, beast super fucking cool um yeah. I, I i love that version of the character and uh or those versions of the character um and yeah. this, this movie i think that like it was like finally you know like uh i was beast the beast is one of the original members of the x-men like mm-hmm. it was him cyclops gene gray and bobby drake who is also very prominent in this movie Iceman. um yeah. like yeah Be- i don't know beast was handled really well i think like he he like on my initial like after after I was done I'm like yeah Fomke Jan- Jansen probably the performance Beast probably the character and you're like well those are both mine and I'm like oh, okay I'll I'll spread the love a little <laughs> bit um where it is and and uh so I think performance wise I just love Mag I think the constant in all these X Men movies is Magneto and Ian McKellen oh, yeah character wise maybe not the best in this one uh but his performance I mean he he just always delivers as magneto um and i just i don't know i i i love him as magneto always both both ian mckellen and uh um oh my god i i think no uh young magneto Um, oh fastbender or that's professor x Fastbender, Michael, yeah, correct. Michael Fastbender, both of them. Like I, I don't know. I think they just they knock the character out of the park every time. They do, yeah, their own screen. Um, and I don't know. I just love like whenever he's up on TV and he's like, "Your cities will not be safe. Your streets will not be safe. You will not be safe." You know, like he's just I don't know. Oh, he's, he's just, a wonderful supervillain, man. Like yeah, Ian McKellen that brings that character to life. Like that's one of the best com again, one of the best comic book castings I've ever seen in my life. And the mm-hmm. fact that they were able to match it uh with Fastbender later is an astonishing yeah. ability. You know, like uh cause Magneto gets my line 
with ease. Oh, yeah. You know? The, oh, yeah. Well, for one, he'd already delivered some fucking bars right before it where he's like, uh, yeah, they never, it never starts that way. You know, he's like, you never see it coming. It just kind of happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, she's like, oh, you're, you're a mutant. Where's your mark? And he goes, I have been marked once, my dear. And let me assure you, no needle shall touch my skin again. Shut her oh, up. Okay. Yeah, she's good. like, oh, um, damn. Yeah, she's yeah, like, oh, like, shit. Oh, shit oh, my I, bad, dude. I didn't yeah. realize, man. That shit. Oh, man. Ooh, you know, uh, that scene might, that might actually be the scene. Actually, now that I'm thinking of it, like whenever he's just kind of, he's mutant, sitting in the shadows. Yeah, yeah just like the mutant, mutant gathering. Hall. Yeah, he's just, he's just sitting back there. And they have that one dude that's up there like, oh, what do we, we should come together, make a committee, we organize talk to a the government, and talk to the government. And Magneto's like, all right, dude, let me just show you why that's all stupid. Um, and now that I'm here, let's see yeah. all the talent that's here. Who can I use? You know, he's just like, who's going to be good for my cause? Oh, you can detect mutants and shit? All right. Find one for me in specific. Yeah, one thing I I was kind of a little confused about was how quickly he dismissed Mystique. Like, I mean, she was cured, and he was just like... That's another example of the the characterization I'm not a huge fan of. Um, Yeah. Because it's not even her fault. She sacrificed her mutant powers for him. Literally, Uh, like, jumped in front of him to save him. And it's like, ah, well, you're no longer one of us deuces, Mystique. Yeah, like, forget all of our history. I think they just, like, I don't even know what the motive behind that choice is. It's just an all-around dumbass move. But uh, the I guess the whole mutant so town hall could scene. So narc though. on him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I might uh, actually change that to my scene. Absolutely. I think that's good. The, yeah. the the mutant organizer, like, this cure is voluntary. Nobody is talking about extermination. And then he goes, no one ever talks about it. Yeah. They just do it. <laughs> And you go on with your lives, ignoring the signs all around you. And then one day when the air is still and the night has fallen, they come for you. It's only then that you realize while you were talking about organizing and committees, the extermination has already begun. Make no mistake, my brothers. They will draw first blood. They will force their cure upon us. The only question is, will my brotherhood, will my brotherhood and I fight or wait for the inevitable genocide? Who will you stand with? The humans. Or us, yeah. like yeah, I'm gonna follow this guy. Uh, he's that. got it figured out, bro. And he's totally um, right when he goes to say mystique. He's like, oh, voluntary. When he picks up the gun, he's like, mm-hmm. doesn't seem very voluntary to me, you know. And I don't, yeah, the dismissal of mystique was a little off, but like I don't know, it was pretty sick seeing well, the, like the scene that followed her being turned to a human when uh, Hank goes and talks to I think the president mm-hmm. and is like. Yo, what yeah. happened to this? Be- like, we did like, not talk what about weaponizing for? this yeah, shit. He's like, That's- what am I here for? Like, this is obviously going on behind my back. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I got to go with my friends. And Absolutely. like, I, I got to go. And I'm like, God, yeah. Hank, man, he really deserves the character for this one. I'm, I'm glad he's getting it for you because I don't know. I, he just it, very consistent throughout the whole movie. Like the whole time he was he was him. I ended up going with with Wolverine. Uh, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine for this one, and Can't go you know, I, they they always kind of center the story around him. It seems like I mean, it is Hugh Jackman. Um, so Why would you not? Quite the talent. Um, I would have liked to sit, you know, with him 
like Gene dead right there a little bit longer, having to see like him like deal with that for a little longer. Um, that's all right. You know, maybe Professor X's death a little longer. Like even when he goes up to to Charles's grave and he's looking at him, it's interrupted by Gene being like, "Logan, Logan, I'm in the woods. Come get me." Yeah, you know, I'm and it's like. You. Yeah, you can't even really, like, you, there's not really any time to sit with, like, the emotional parts of the movie. But I just, I don't know. I love Hugh Jackman uh, as Wolverine, and every, every time I watch these movies. I don't know, I haven't, I still haven't seen that, or Origins Wolverine, so maybe maybe my mind <clears> will change. <throat> but I feel like another constant. Hey, that's that's uh, just, like just not his fault. That one's yeah. not his fault. <laughs> okay. uh, um, another constant, like, Magneto is, is Wolverine in, oh, in all these movies. Absolutely. And I do enjoy what they do with that character in this movie, the way that he's kind of uh, I think they kind of explore the evolution of who he's been for this trilogy really, really effectively in this movie. You know, they talk about how Storm needs to, you know, rise up, take the lead. You are you're going to be the next teacher. But when it comes to that final battle, it's Wolverine who's leading the team and he's the one who's like, uh, hey, uh, like whenever Bobby's like, it's six of us, you know? Yeah. Like. And he's like, yep, there's only six of us, but Scott is dead. Charles is dead. We can't let them die in vain. You know, like mm-hmm. this is this is what we're about. This is what we do. And Bobby's like, fuck, yeah, it is. OK, I'm in. You know, like all of them are like, hell, yeah, I like mm-hmm. it. Uh, I just I there's there's a lot to like about the movie as far as the just sheer comic bookiness of it is a very, very yeah. fun. It's, it's a super fun time, you know, like. I love the danger room sequence at the beginning. Uh, mm. I, lo- I love that part whenever, uh, you know, Colossus, he's like, throw me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's we the payoff at the end. Yeah. yeah. The team, Logan, come on. He's like, all right, well, let me just show you how it's done real quick. He's like sitting there. He like lights a cigar while he's fighting. And he's like, <laughs> that was my last cigar. Yeah, yeah. And he's all, and I'm like, at first I, I didn't know it was in the danger room at all. Like whenever I was watching this again, I'm like, oh shit, what, like, what are we jumping into here? I'm like, man, this is, this movie gets off going. Um, and then whenever it's obviously just, just training, I'm like, okay, makes a lot more sense here. Uh, but the payoff at the end, you know, and he's like, no, we work as a team. And then Storm gives him the, well, the best, you know, the best defense is a good offense, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, hey, is it the other way around? Yeah. Colossal throws him. It doesn't work as well this time because he is just made of metal. Um, yeah. and I, I, I love like, uh, but that was the plan. Yeah, like I love everyone always is like Avengers versus the X-Men. It's like Magneto can just crush like half of the Avengers. Like oh, yeah. Iron Tony is done. Like, I mean, just it crushed into a little ball so fast. Cap um, shield. Fuck. Boom. Yeah, literally could just use it as his own little just cut everyone's heads off if he wants. Like, yeah, it's like Magneto is just, I don't know, it's sick. A dude can move the earth if he wants. You know, he learned that late. Like that, I mean, that's. There's metal down there, metal everywhere. Um, but he, you know, even in the last battle, like he's like, oh, human. Maybe called them humans or like Homo sapiens and their guns yeah. or in their weapons. And he tries, and he's like, humans. They've learned, and he's treated as just like a chess match. He's like, the oh. pawns go first, and he's like, yeah, that that's why the pawns go first, and like. <laughs> There's just too much of a willingness to sacrifice his own kind for me to respect this uh, adaptation of Magneto. Mm. Um, I think the film kind of ideologically collapses in on itself with The Cure. Like, The Cure had the bones to be a fantastic storyline. 
with mm-hmm. Magneto being like, you absolutely cannot take this cure. Do not sacrifice your mutanthood or humanhood. Do not yeah. do that. And then the X-Men being kind of like, hey, man, like when Wolverine talks to Rogue, another one of my favorite scenes where he's like, uh, you know, if you want to do this, make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. And she's like, shouldn't you be telling me not to? He's like, hey, man, I'm not your dad. I'm your friend. If that's what you want to do, you do that. You know, like uh, I support yeah. you, but make sure it's for the right reasons. Like and that's that's the X-Men stance on it is like mm-hmm. you you get to choose. And then Magneto's like, if they get in your way, use the cure on them. And the X-Men choose for Magneto to take away his powers. And it's like, wait a minute. What are we doing here? You know, like, uh, it's just, it really fumbles the bag ideologically. Like, they just really, really do a bad job with the ending. I guess they just knew that if they stabbed him with four cures, that it would cancel out and that it wouldn't actually work. Or they used some dummy cures uh, that they knew weren't real uh, just to... To mess with his mind. He was like, oh, fuck, I'm nobody anymore, so this battle's done. But yeah, it's like, I don't know. They're, he's treated as a chess match and everything, and it's like, he just has Gene just there the whole time, just standing there, not she, doing anything. All she does for the last half of the movie is just fucking stand yeah. there. That's it. Um, like, even in the woods, we have our, they have their weapons we have ours. It cuts to Gene. Even the it's Dark like, Phoenix. The Dark Phoenix isn't a stoic villain who was just all of a sudden going to be like, "Yeah, Magneto, you seem dope. I'm gonna follow you for a little bit." No, that's not at all what the Dark Phoenix is like. The Dark Phoenix speaks. It's not like it's just some fucking stoic being that doesn't say words and is just like, "I fuck shit up. That's all I do." Um, yeah. And like, like Logan comes in, like. You know, Gene, you have to come back. I'll come back home. And Magneto's like, well, she's here voluntarily. She's here on her own. She can, you know, whatever. And, like, she almost literally cures Magneto before they do. You know, she's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, shit. Let, let, See, you know, and, I- like, that's an example of something that I, I would not say that collapses itself in ideologically. If she's the one who does that that's just the dark phoenix doing some dark phoenix shit you know it's it's wreaking havoc it's causing chaos fuck it you know like uh but for them to and they've beat magneto before bruh you know like it's not like the Mm -hmm. only way is to take away the thing that y'all say he has the choice to have it's it's just a, it's just a bad, it's just a bad way to go about it, I think. And, uh, I, I will say when it came to that, that, and I do love, uh, just the, the once Magneto's powers have been taken away, the brief moment where Jean is destroying shit and Wolverine has to stop her. That, that little scene, that's really good. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. Um, that, that little bit whenever they, all fire at the same time at Jean. That's my favorite shot. Ooh. Um, when she has her matrix moment where she just stops everything right where it's at. And then 
Yeah. Yeah, like, just disintegrates everything. Like, man, yeah. yeah raises all the water up in the air. Like, just gnarly, doing gnarly anything. shit. Again, the effects, fucking brilliant. The way yeah. uh, Wolverine's suit, like, fades away and you see oh. his skin melt. He's and, like adamantium for a little yeah, bit, like a skeleton. Yeah. That that was yeah. really sick. It's yeah. really cool, you know. And I've always loved the scene where he he's forced to kill Jean. You know, like whenever she's like, "Please," yeah. you know, like, and then she he does it, and she goes, "Thank you." Yeah, you know, like uh, that shit she hurts. Yeah. She says, "Save me." I think yeah. is like what she says, and like you know, or like the the part before she's like, you know, you're really gonna do it for them. And she's like, he's like, no. I'm doing it for you. Like, God, like this is, this is for you. You know, you have just that, that moment between the two of them and, and Logan being like, now I'm the only one who can withstand this. Like get everyone else out of here. Go get away. I know it needs to be done. It's like, yeah, that, like that, that scene is, is done pretty well. Oh yeah. Um, And I mean, it does give me my shot when Magneto takes the golden gate bridge after. Okay. He does drop it, which his whole army is on it at the time when he drops it. So like, I, I maybe told him it was coming, but like whatever. It does give him my favorite shot though when he's just floating above it all. Oh yeah, and like it just drops, and he's like, "Here I am, let's go." Like I don't know the <laughs> physics of that is also quite funny. Um, mm-hmm. pretty heavy bridge, not being held up by anything ah. in the middle. Ah. Uh, he's nah. he's just he's just holding it up the whole battle. Yeah, he's there you just, go. yeah. It, and I I wonder if uh if the bridge is long enough. To even stretch to Alcatraz in the first place, you know, I would imagine so. It's a pretty long bridge. Like I don't, it's I've never been long to San bridge, but to, but to perfectly, <laughs> no. And that's the thing is that this isn't like criticism. It's just funny, yeah. funny observations is all. Like I, I do not give a shit. In fact, I invite it. You know, I want shit to be simple like this. Fuck the physics of it. I don't care. But the fact that he took the exact amount of bridge he needed. To transfer it over, cause like, it's not even the whole bridge, I don't think. Like, he, he cuts it off at a certain point, mm-hmm. and it drops it onto Alcatraz, drops it on the mainland, and, <laughs> it's and that's perfect. just it. Uh, okay. It's perfect. It's a perfect fit. It is, the Golden Gate Bridge is longer than the distance, um, from Alcatraz. So, okay. From, from, um, the the Alcatraz to shore is 1.25 miles, and the Golden okay. Gate Bridge is around 1.7. So, yeah, I get there is enough there. Uh, it doesn't really make sense how it's standing up, but fuck it. Uh, who cares? Nah, He's nah, Magneto, sure. uh, so he can. Nah, just yeah, I, like, and that's the thing. It's, I know, I, I know, I, it's it's just funny it's observations. I don't give of, a shit if yeah. shit like there that. were a lot of those moments no. though, like in the movie that were kind of like, wait a minute, is that really, there like, is a there is a moment before the final fight after he drops the bridge. Mm-hmm. It is daytime when he drops the bridge. When they march onto Alcatraz, it is night. Just like that. It just happened. And I think that's fucking hilarious. You know, like, uh, yeah. it, it, it was, it, yeah, story it happened it. so quick. You literally yeah. watch like, uh, and you can tell they're trying to portray like the sun setting. Like it, it does get slowly mm-hmm. darker, but mm-hmm. like, it takes like 30 seconds. Like that sun sets. It was day. The sun yeah. sets. It's night. Uh, yeah. and I just thought it was so fucking funny. Um, another moment that I, that I'm remembering kind of like, Oh, wait a minute. That's not probably right. Is whenever, uh, Professor X Magneto going into, to Jean's house, going to talk to her. And Magneto's like, nobody in, you know, can't let anybody in. 
Wolverine starts to run at Juggernaut. The first thing Juggernaut does is throw Wolverine into the house. I mean, yeah. literally, like he literally throws him into the house, which I thought was just hilarious. Um, but like yeah. there, there were a few, like a few moments like that where I'm like, oh, that that kind of doesn't make any sense, but fuck it, you know, I, I'm I'm in for the just the the campiness and and all that and and like whenever the house is raising off of the ground. Um, and all of the people go up too. It's either that Gene is just lifting everything up, but like yeah, they should right. really be pushed against the they floor. Be, yeah, they should you be know? floored. Yeah, you know it's what I, you know Gene's doing her thing. She can really do whatever the fuck she wants. So physics isn't really applied to any of these situations. Uh, but I, I yeah. think my, it's my not anything that, that she's makes lifting. Me. She's lifting yeah. everything, and yeah. that's what we're supposed to. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know the furniture and everything. No, yeah, else. it is. It is funny. I, I. I <laughs> the the question had occurred to me. I was like, "That's not how things would work." Um, yeah, it doesn't make me hate should, the movie in theory, anymore. be able to just stand. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, I will say, and I want to, I want to give this a little bit. I want to give a few scenes a little more love. Um, I do, like I said at the beginning, I love the beginning scene where they go and visit Young Gene. I think that's mm. a really great way to set up. Uh, set up magneto's relationship to professor x as well like kind of you know when they were younger they Mm. were down they were homies they were like this kind of lays the groundwork for what like first class eventually kind of follows through on where they were down with each other um and then they kind of just went separate ways uh but then when they're talking to gene and you know professor x does the thing where he talks to talks to them in their in their mind and is like hey Mm. you're not so you're not as different as you thought, you know? Yeah. And then she's like, you're nothing like me. And then, so she's already displayed. She has the capacity for what professor X can do. And then she does what Magneto has the capacity to do. And Magneto's like, Oh, I fucking like her dog. You know, like I, I, I yeah. just absolutely love that scene. Like mm. she, I'd never really considered that she kind of is both of them put together, but even stronger, even power, even more powerful. Yeah. yeah. Like Magneto only metal. She could do it with, whatever yeah Yeah, like literally anything and like anything she wants to happen can just happen pretty much and the only reason she couldn't before is because professor x was like "Ah, we'll just make you forget about that you know just we'll put some psychic blocks on and and we won't let you really explore that and then you know gene even being like logan you don't think he's in your head either you know, I, I feel like they could have maybe dove like dove into that a little bit more. Uh, it was he kind of brushed it off like it was kind of nothing. Um, I guess she was kind of going crazy mode at the time. So yeah, she was. And Logan, like that's another thing they've explored a lot is that Logan's grown to trust Charles kind of unquestioningly. Um, so like I've I've always I always kind of appreciated that Logan's faith in Charles doesn't really waver. He's he's just mm-hmm. always like that's my man. You know, he brought me peace in the toughest time in my life i am forever in his debt and that's kind of how wolverine goes about things um but i do want to bring it back to my favorite scene the the sexy time into gene's meltdown Mm -hmm. um because the i I know that i told the story about the 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 (laughs) sexy time but it's really what's after that that makes it the best scene uh whenever logan's like Wait a fucking minute. Wait a fucking minute. No, this is, this is just not what you're like. There's no way this is, this is actually happening. You know, like I, it's everything I've ever wanted, but there's no way you're being for real right now. Um, and, uh, just the way she, he like realizes in that moment that 
there's something very not okay. Um, and it's Fomke Johnson's performance and, and Hugh Jackman, like both of them acting off each other in this scene is really fucking good. Uh, the way that, you know, she's like, yes, it is. It's me, you know, like you don't have to worry. And then like he asks like, what happened to Scott? And she like, she like shuts down, you know, she's like, Oh God. Oh, oh God. It, 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 yeah, don't like let me, don't let me kill him. And then she's, he's like, no, what the fuck? No, I won't. Yeah. And then just the shoving him against the wall, everything in the room shaking, like mm-hmm. all that. So fucking good. And if at that, and again, there comes a point in this movie where if you pick one or the other, it could be good. You know, like the the stuff they did to lay the groundwork for the Dark Phoenix at the beginning of the movie, I don't have much a problem with. It's the fact that we go from that scene, literally from that scene where she goes, don't let me kill anybody again, straight to her house where she kills Professor X. That is that is the next scene. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, let shit breathe. My my goodness. What are we doing here? Uh, Like, just not. Maybe just, like, have some destruction. Not killing, like, just big character. Like, maybe her just, like, wherever she goes, there's just shit fucked. Like, I don't know, well, like, the, her neighborhood. That, like, the, the idea that she, like, tore open that room and then just, like, really politely walked out of the rest of the house. Mm-hmm. And nobody, like... Nobody like, knew. Oh, it was like geez? it was like several minutes before they discovered yeah. that Wolverine had like fallen, collapsed, passed out. They're like, "Oh shit, look at Logan!" Ah. Like yeah. Professor X coming in pissed. He's like, "I told you so, you fucking idiot!" Like I, I told you, ex- I told you this would happen. What did you mm-hmm. do? He's like, "What did you do?" Like immediately, like just accusing him of everything. And and again, I don't really know what the fuck that was about. Yeah, what like do you mean, obviously, what did you it was- do? Probably Jean, the one that you are suspecting of not being herself anymore and way more powerful than anyone you ever know. But no, I it's think all I woke her up and was like, yeah. break bad, Jean, break bad. Yeah. You know, like, Jean, you killed Scott. Let's fucking go. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, just me and you now. Woo! Yeah. You know, like, no, like, I don't know. That, that That's that's one of those things where it's like, what are we doing here? You know, a little bit of <laughs> I don't even understand why Charles is even saying something like that in that moment. Uh I do, there's another little, it's a lot of like little X-Men moments that I really, really like where it's just like, ah, that's, that's satisfying. Whenever Scott is killed and we cut to Charles going, like, he's like emanating a thought, just repeating Scott and Wolverine Storm, everyone just immediately bolts to his office. Yeah, that was cool. cool. You know, like shit like Like, that's wrong. I don't know. We just gotta gotta find out. Like that shit, I love shit like that. And uh, Mm. it's stuff like that that makes me realize they have a decent grasp on what the X-Men are about. So whenever there are these oversights like Magneto's logic kind of collapsing in on itself and the X-Men itself and Charles Xavier saying like, what did you do? Like, what the fuck did I do? What the fuck do you mean by that? Yeah. Like, I, I, I unplugged her and made her get up and walk out of the room. I just let her go. You know, like, I don't know, man. I passed out on the floor here. What do you think I did? He can um, tell that Scott's killed on Alkali Lake, but he can't tell that Gene is fucking shit up downstairs <laughs> in the mansion. You know, like he can't, right. he, like he couldn't have told, like, you know, and obviously Logan was passed out thrown against a wall and like they woke him up and they're like yeah Logan, it's all your fault. so it's just that room that shook also 
nothing else. Just, just no, nothing else is noticed. Nothing, nothing. Uh, so like, uh, mm-hmm. it's just the film's logic kind of collapses in on itself a lot of times. And, yeah. uh, I can, I can put up with that to an extent. It's just that when it, when it bleeds into the ideals of our characters and their, their choices starting to kind of not make sense is when I kind of go, okay, well, this is something I can't ignore. Mm. And it affects it in both adaptation and critical and enjoyment. Like, whenever you have choices that are affecting all three of those categories, you're kind of fucking up. Like, that's... It's making me like it less, it's making it a worse adaptation, and it's a wrong choice, period. Like, that's... Yeah. And there's just too many of those to ignore. So, I like, I come away from this movie... With a lot of moments I like a lot and a lot of stuff that I just do not care for. Um, yeah. Another thing I forgot, uh, is his name Angel? Do they just call him to do with the angel wings? I don't know. Oh, yes. What they call him. Yeah, Angel. Uh, that's his. I know. His storyline was actually pretty. It was super small. Like, I oh, mean, yeah. barely anything. He um, was another original X-Men member. Angel. Oh. Yeah. And then... Was he in? Oh, okay. So no, that would have been okay. I'm I'm trying to think of just all the movies. My, like all the movies are just a big conglomerate, and I can barely um, tell which ones. He which is most also time, but... in Apocalypse, and they really just they completely disregard this movie for Apocalypse. Um, and I think that's because it's post Days of Future Past, so stuff has yeah, changed a he's lot. The, and... He's in like the fighting rings, and then Apocalypse yeah, comes he up gets, and gives he him his metal like wings. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um. But I thought it was um, it was really cool. Like, you know, he's about to get the cure and he's like, ah, oh wait, 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 wait. No, no, I I don't mm-hmm. like this. And, yeah. and his dad's like, No, it's it's what we all want. He's like, No, it's what you want. And then he just he dips. He's like, All right. Yeah, he's like, fuck it, I'm and then he saves his dad at the end by like swooping yeah. in and catching yeah. him and he's like, See, be a mutant, not all bad, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh I, I, I do like the simplicity of that story. I have a little piece of trivia for you. Ooh. Um Let's make it a question of the day, if you will. Okay. okay. Um, the the young actor who's clipping his wings. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah? I think yeah. I already know. What uh, like, what hit children's film from the year before almost did that child star in? Top 100. It was so close. In my bottom 10, like kids' movies, because uh, I love this fucking movie. Yeah. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yeah. That's, okay. I, yeah. It was... I don't know. I I love that movie. So whenever I saw him, I was like, oh, God, "That's fucking." I forget his name in the movie. Max. Um, yeah, just Max. There it is. Um, but yeah, no, I I love I love that movie. It was like right outside my hundred for for those those top. I actually uh, immediately recognize him from uh, Dodgeball. Funny enough, um, he's in Dodgeball. He's, he's the kid in the video. With Patches O'Houlihan, who's like, ah, gee willikers, mister, thanks for teaching me how to play dodgeball. And he's like painting the fence and stuff like, uh, wow. huh. that's this kid. He had a big run 2004, five and six, uh, dodgeball, yeah. shark boy and lava girl, X-Men, the last stand. He, uh, okay. Caden, I think his name's like Caden Jones or something like that. He went on a run. Um, Hell yeah. but, uh, yeah, that was the, yeah, a little shark boy and lava girl crossover there for mm-hmm. us. Uh, with the yeah. kid who played, and that scene like kind of scarred me when I was younger. That shit was like freaky when I was a kid. Like I, I watched all the, the stuff, putting it away. The dad, yeah, like, like open all the, the door, feathers. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah, like, yeah. 
Man. Oh, man. There's a lot again? of stuff in this movie that like it's it's fascinating that this is one of the movies that I came back to so much as a kid because it's so I think it felt so adult when I was younger. So it felt so cool to watch. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, whoa, sexy. Whoa, mm-hmm. scary. This is awesome. You know, yeah. like, cause whenever Jean like goes dark Phoenix mode and her face like gets all veiny and her eyes turn black, like that shit's freaky. Like those visuals also fantastic. Like again, yeah. the visual effects are brilliant in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. oh yeah. No, yeah, she, she was looking pretty creepy. Yeah. At the, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just cra- like her skin cracking, like you, like it, it I just yeah. all like every, oh man. Yeah. As a kid, man, yeah, this is a weird one to come back to. I get it for the the early gene scenes, um, and all, but man, yeah, this this one would be kind of freaky as a kid. Um, I don't really have that that at all. I didn't really like maybe have seen like a couple as a kid, but I mean, I, I like I never watched them a lot. I don't I don't I don't know why. Like that's the thing. Like I watch Spider Man all the time. The like, X Men, I love Batman the X-Men. all the time. Like I just I don't know why I never dipped in to the X Men, but. I don't know all these rewatches it's making me realize like yeah there, there's some things to hate about the movie but like they're not as bad as everyone makes oh dude something but, that i realized while i was watching this is that like if this of the x-men titles like excluding x-men origins and uh like the solo movies with wolverine and deadpool mm-hmm. of the x-men titles if this is my low point i quite enjoy this franchise you know what i'm yeah. saying like it's it's probably between this and Dark Phoenix would be my guess for what my my bottom two X Men movies are. Wow. I mean, like yeah. they're fun, you know. At the very least, I have a good time watching them, even if they do. Uh, and I'm excited to get back to Dark Phoenix and talk about it at length, which that'll be forever away. There's no telling how far away yeah, that yeah. is, but uh, that'll be uh, 13 years down the line is certainly nowhere near. Uh, probably probably a good two years out as far as us covering it, but uh, regardless, I, quite some time. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot of there's a lot past. of comic book movies between that's here a, and then. Yeah, that's 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 quite some time. That's like March first, twenty twenty four. Days of Future Past, Apocalypse, April twenty sixth. I think these dates are also before we earlier. Had yeah, Vector Spotlights that cut it, so it's even up probably a few months after that. Um, and there's Logan. Deadpool 2. We also do plan on at some point, if we're not doing anything else, starting to double up. Mm. Wednesday, Friday, eventually being like, okay, let's move this along a little bit because there's a lot of comic book movies there. Dark Phoenix would be September of 2024 before the adjustment. So, yeah, probably like. uh, Probably 2025. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, quite a ways away, but. Um, who knows? Maybe if we start doubling up, they'll they'll go. Yeah, it'll it'll get closer and closer. But uh, nah, man, I'm I'm left in a I'm left in a really mixed place with this movie. I uh, and and most mostly not great, mostly not great. But there there are these moments. There are times when the stuff I love about the X Men shines through. And mm-hmm. I was watching this movie last night, and it like reignited. Like I was like. I'm about to go into an X-Men mode. You know, I'm about to read mm-hmm. X-Men comics. I'm about to watch X-Men yeah. movies again because mm-hmm. if not, if nothing else, it reminded me how much I enjoy the X-Men and, uh, yeah. got me to I read really, comics. Really yeah. It got me to go back into it. So, um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm hopefully, I don't know. I, I miss reading, reading comics. Just, and that's another thing about comics is that it doesn't matter. Like from, you can go from one issue to the next and, well, I mean, once that's stringed together, obviously they're, they have some continuity to them, but then you go to a, a completely other, other X-Men story and it's like, it's you just know how many mild. times some of these characters have died, you know, yeah. like, yeah, you got to deal with so many that's characters. Why, dying that's over why, and over. like, whenever it comes to this movie and they're like, Charles isn't actually dead. Oh, Jean's not actually dead. Oh, Magneto didn't actually lose his power. That's because comic books do that shit all the fucking time. And it does not mm-hmm. matter. You know, like, yeah. uh, what are we what are we going to do? Write a Magneto story where he's not fucking Magneto? Like, what? Of yeah. course he's Magneto. Yeah. Like, it's just Gotta not be. possible to deal with that. Like, uh, but that, that, so, like I said, I'll never, I'll never tire of these movies. And, you know, there are a lot of movies on this list where we talked about them for this. I will likely never touch those movies again. Mm-hmm. This is not one of those movies. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I think that kind of frames it in a place where, I could, you know, like it makes it look a little better than a lot of other stuff. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I was. I I put it in the uh, like our our letterbox rating just for all the the movies we have so far. And forgot it, to add to my. It's ranking. it's surprisingly it, it rose like a lot further than I thought it would. Um, I think. Yeah, I, let yeah, me I, let me go ahead and add that here. Tell me. Uh, in the meantime, where where is it on yours? What, what's what's above it? What's below it? For reference, I have X2 and X-Men at 7 and 8, um, okay. and then this one drops to like 13. Uh, it's right above Fantastic Four and Batman 89, okay. uh, but below Batman Returns and Daredevil. I think I'd I'd probably go to, like, that's what I, I was kind of debating. I'm like, would I, would I watch Daredevil before this? That That's probably the closest one that I might, I might still put it above, but I think Dare, I don't know, Daredevil's pretty sick. I remember watching that one as a kid, actually, all the time. Um... So yeah, I have it have it above Fantastic Four, Batman eighty nine, Blade. Um, All right, I actually need to add Fantastic Four as well. Yeah, so. I didn't I didn't have it. Yeah, they're right next to each other. I got like I Fantastic Four is fourteen and uh, Last Stand is thirteen. Oh yeah, and these so. movies stand out in my mind as like you know, like I said, these were both movies that I came back to a lot as a kid. So mm-hmm. they are they do have a certain kinship in my head. Um, I will say when it comes to like. The story itself, I think Fantastic Four is more cohesive. Mm-hmm. When it comes to enjoyment, I might like watching this one more than I like watching Fantastic Four. That's hard That's to say. That's where I arrived. Um, yeah, I was like, they're they're really close, and they they could probably switch places, but hmm, I don't know. Just I guess I like the X Men. Uh, I guess Fantastic Four that was a first watch for me. Um, hmm. Literally, whenever we covered it, and then this is my second, maybe third watch of Last Stand, um, and I, I think I'm just I'm more into the X Men than I am Fantastic Four right now. Um, so that's why right. a little a little bit above for me, but yeah. If 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 my ranking is based off of enjoyment, like what movies I will return to, what movies I mm-hmm. want to watch, I I also have them right back to back, Fantastic Four and. Uh, Mm-hmm. x-men the last stand and again in in a relatively shocking spot a place i would not have expected them to be i have x-men the last stand at 14 whereas i have x2 at 6 and x-men at 10 mm-hmm. so ah four okay. four 
four gaps in both mm-hmm. six to 10, 10 to 14. That's satisfying. Yeah. Um, you know, I then, might, uh, I might put Batman 89 above fantastic four and, and last stand that I'm, I'm looking I have at Batman it. above the last that Batman's at yeah. 13 fantastic four is yeah. at 15. Um, that just didn't really look right whenever I was looking at it now. I think, yeah. So now it's at some 14. of the, some of the shockers, you know, like, and again, I want to emphasize that this is enjoyment. The movies that I will come back to, um, mm-hmm. this is certainly not critically because I have, I have both the last stand and fantastic four right above blade, which is yeah, undoubtedly, too. undoubtedly yeah. better. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I, I just don't care that much about the blade movies. I don't come back to them much. Um, mm-hmm. and then Batman and Robin mm-hmm. is below it. Hulk, Constantine, mm-hmm. Electra. Yeah, no, I think they do belong relatively middle of the list. I've yeah. got X-Men The Last Stand at 14 out of 28. Like Am I smack dab in the middle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. I certainly would not have expected to come away with this thinking it's top half of the movies That's so far. True. That's, uh. Yeah. And, like, yeah, as you said, like, Blade, a better made movie. And that, like, it is good. But I, I'll probably, I don't know, I'll have to be in a very specific mood to watch Blade again. Um, maybe whenever he comes back in the MCU, who knows, like maybe. I'll, yeah. And I'll, you know, there I'll is, there is a difference that, but... there. Like I've never cared that much about the character blade. I love the X-Men and I love mm-hmm. the fantastic four. Yeah. yeah. So even in their not so good movies, I enjoy yeah, watching those a lot. Rather want, like a, a found family or a guy that's just one to kill vampires. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I mean, both are good. You know, maybe like blades more of a Halloween movie. That's like, I don't know, kind of like, Maybe October, maybe uh, when it starts to get more into spooky season, I'll, I'll watch Blade. But I don't know if Last Stand is even, I don't know, I'd rather watch the X-Men movies before. That's for sure. I think I would too. I think I would too. And that, I think, will bring us to our ratings, which, mm-hmm. upon that conversation, kind of placing it somewhere, might make this a little bit more interesting. Um, because Blade's at a 7.5. Blade's at a 7.5. <laughs> I don't know if I could say that. Can we say that? Maybe it is a 7-5. I'm going to tell you right now what the way we were feeling about it straight off. You said it's around Batman. You know, you were debating whether or not you like it as much as Batman. You originally, your gut took you right above Batman. Mm-hmm. Batman's at 7-7-5. We're Blades at 7-5. Which means... That if it follows suit, enjoyment-wise, important. This is not how good the movie is. It's how good of a time you have watching it. And Mm -hmm. frankly, like I said, I had a great time watching it. You know, like, I I had a fun time watching it. Mm -hmm. Um, 775 would put it on the same plane as Daredevil, as uh, as Batman 89. Um, And a 75 would put it on the same uh, same plane as Blade and Blade Trinity. And Blade Trinity. This is one of those ones that I think, if I was being for real with myself, would find itself right between 7.5 and 7.75. And therein, we've just got to go with whichever one feels more right. Um, I think it's closer to to Batman and Daredevil than I it think is, it is. To, to Blade I think it Blade is, too. Trinity. Yeah. I think I would yeah. go 7.75, mm-hmm. um, which puts it .75 above Fantastic Four. Uh, enjoyment wise uh. um don't think we yeah. did the comparison game so much with fantastic four we went really from the hip 
go with your gut sort of. And if I did that, I probably would have come to about a seven on this one. But um, when it comes to the competing game, like I would, I think I would put it more on a seven, seven, five compared to the rankings that we've done before. Um, mm-hmm. and it, so. I, don't, I don't know. It does have a lot more going for it. Like it is uh, the third movie in a franchise while Fantastic Four was, was just, you know, the, the opening to one and, and there's, you know, a lot to, Lots of love about that movie, but also a lot that's that's left to be desired. So I mean, hmm. I I would go back to to Last Stand before I go back to Fantastic. I think I, I certainly would as well. Yeah. I certainly would. Um, okay, okay. Genre. This is an interesting one. Um, hmm. As far as the action, it's pretty pretty fucking strong. Like like I said, the visual effects are really really good in this movie, and I think oh. that boosts genre more than it does anything else. Yeah. I mean, critically, got an action bit. scene whenever Wolverine goes to the jungle and has that bone throwing oh, dude. Fuck yes, dude, that was sick. Like, that was some peak Logan Wolverine ass shit, man. Like that's uh. That's some that's some Wolverine stuff right there. I love when Wolverine just gets to go feral and oh yeah, uh, and Magneto saving Mystique whenever he just crushes those cars. Like yeah. I thought he was just gonna throw them off the road. No, he crushed them first, killed everyone in those cars, and then threw them off the road. And I'm like, holy fuck, this dude, this dude just means Not fucking business. around in this movie. Uh, yeah, like the action was great. Like that, that's. Even the end, like the end battle scene, if it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, you know, what they're going, like story wise, like action wise, it was pretty cool. It's a strong um, action movie, you know, and that's the thing is that like, uh, for a strong action movie to be truly great, it also has to, it does have to narratively be cohesive. Yeah. Um, can't just have fights for fight's sake. Can't just have you fights for fight's sake. And yeah. I would say the fights for fight's sake were super cool. We gave X-Men a 7-5 in genre, X-2 an 8 in genre, and I don't think it touches either of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're looking somewhere between a 6 and a 7 on this one. Um, okay. So that would be Batman, Blade 2, Howard the Duck, Elektra, and Constantine from, from there up. I think... I think I would have to go lower than Constantine. Um, I think I would have to go lower than seven. Uh, I think Electra six seven five might be more what we're looking at. Like it, it, it had the maybe six five. I think I think six five might actually be where I end up coming down. Mm-hmm. That would tie with Howard the Duck and Blade Two. Yeah, uh, all wildly different movies. Um, Blade Two, Howard the Duck, and X Men: The Last Stand. They all stand about the same place within their genre. Exactly what I was thinking coming out of this movie was yeah, just. I mean, I mean uh, man, this just this feels is, like Howard the Duck no played too. To yeah. Howard the Duck. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that's great. Um, adaptation. Mm. Uh, it's a real mixed bag here. Um, more bad than it is good. So that doesn't help. Um, yeah, the, these two adaptation and critical is where this rating is going to get absolutely railed. Um, yeah. X-Men, that's at a six. Um, X2 was at a seven, five. Yeah, it doesn't. doesn't yeah, we doesn't punished, matter. we punished X-Men for basically getting rogue wrong. Okay. This, you know, yeah. like that was, that was basically all there was that made us go, ah, not that great an adaptation. Is this um, middle of the road? Like, is no, this- it's a bad adaptation. Like, yeah. this is this is a less because they're trying the Dark Phoenix storyline, bro. That, it's yeah. a big fucking swing, and if you're gonna take that swing, you do what needs to be done for the Dark and Phoenix and even the Cure storyline, and really the Cure storyline, like, yeah. which they yeah. did not do well, and they mischaracterized Magneto. 
I think that they did a lot of bad stuff. Yeah, with and Professor X even too, like screaming at Wolverine there or Logan in the basement there was a little off. And yeah, there, I there were... think adaptation wise, we might be looking at a three. Supergirl would be the maybe a three five in between Constantine and Supergirl, right in the middle. Like yeah, I, I mean, said, it's not good. It's not good. No, like, like I said, there are a lot of moments where I'm like, they they show that they have that capacity to understand the characters that they are adapting, and then it all just kind of folds in on itself, and it's it just. Uh, I think the thing that really hurts it is that it is very specifically a- adapting two really good storylines. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing either of them justice. And then on top of that, you go and make Magneto feel wrong. Uh, it's gonna be that's gonna be tough, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I like a three five. I think that's, okay. I think that's a little bit above Supergirl, but because uh, that man, looking back at that movie, that was that was just wild. It's a pretty bad adaptation. That was uh, just the idea that she doesn't come from Krypton. She comes from inner space, which is actually inside of the Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And the villain's bold, just a, a old swing. Uh, with yeah, with uh, just yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah. At least yeah, everything of, in this movie but, was still based in comic books. Yeah, uh, it has that going for it. Uh, but all and, it does, and again, it does have its moments where it shows. It, it, I think that it has an honest understanding of Wolverine for the most part. I think that it has a, a pretty great understanding of Storm as it as she stands within this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, even like, Magneto has his flashes, but it's just like when it comes to Mystique, and then him being like, "Let's use the cure on the other mutants." Like, ah, that's bad, dude. Like, that's not good, and. uh I, I I I'm I'm comfortable with a three five. I think that's that's accurate. All right. Now critically, I'd say <laughs> story wise, you know, has one thing going for it. But the v, like the VFX and like visually how it looks, I think it gives it VFX a little bit really, of a boost. Oh, it it absolutely yeah. deserves a boost based on VFX, and I think it deserves a boost on performances. I think without the visual effects and without the performances of this movie, it is absolutely nothing. Uh, there's nothing here. Um, I think that they did a good job with uh, some character design stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that Beast looks awesome. I think this is like, if you're going to adapt Beast, you fucking nail it here. This is pitch perfect. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was sick. And just his action, too, was really awesome. His Just his diplomats, like... Dip- diplomats wow that's a word there but just his he, like him being a senator and then him actually fighting like just both sides of it i don't know he, they beast was really cool in the secretary one. of mutant affairs yeah like uh let's see we gave x-men an eight we gave x2 and eight two five it is not even fucking close to those um no. we gave daredevil a six i'd argue it's not even fucking close to that um, we gave Blade a five five, and it's not that good either. Um, let's see, like Superman four, the quest for peace, we gave a four out of ten. If we gave that a four out of ten, I think this is 
gotta get at least a four out of ten. Um, yeah, it's it's above four. Um, you know, I I'd, I'd maybe argue that Electra is better made, like a better made. I think I would. Yeah, yeah, and that's at a four seven five. So it's in between four and four seven five. With that's I, the, I, I think the story of Electra, like that again, that's a huge fucking part. Is if the story, like the yeah. story, doesn't wrap itself up, the it's like they chose a point to stop and then go, but everything ended up okay. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a horrendous way to tell a story. Um, I'd actually, I think I'd be comfortable at a four, two, five. Yeah. It's closer to Superman four than it is Electra. That's 100%. Yeah. And I don't, I think that that is nice there. Four, two, five. Okay. What is that? Round it out. A five, a five, 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 five 55%, which does put it below Constantine, below puts Fantastic it below Electra. Wow, Fantastic Four is a 575 overall. There you go. Um, so, puts it below Blade Trinity, puts it above Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, below Electra. Okay. Ties it with Blade 2, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, puts I it think- just below Batman and Robin. Yeah, the adaptation on this one really hurts it. That's for sure. And oh, it absolutely. It actually puts it below Superman for the quest for peace and Howard the Duck. It puts it above Batman 66, above Superman 3. And Supergirl. Yeah, it's above Batman 66, Superman 3, Supergirl, and Catwoman. It's the, the fifth. It's tied for bottom five? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With Blade 2. All right. And that feels right. You know, uh, that does feel right. I'm glad that the rating ended up reflecting that more than what I felt like it was going to. I felt like we were being mm-hmm. really nice to it, but it, it absolutely yeah, is like, bottom five quality. Yeah. Enjoyment and genre was really the only thing it had a chance to be like kind of good in, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, so I think, yeah, this, I think it shakes out pretty well. And like enjoyment wise, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, Definitely watching this before Blade Two, before Batman and Robin, before Superman Four, probably. Like I will go back to this movie before any of those, most likely. But as far as how the story went, it is just kind of rough to have to deal yeah. with that at the end. Um, so yeah, I think I think five five is fair. Like All right, five. yeah, I was like, if half the movie is pretty good, yeah, then a five five feels pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, that feels that feels pretty accurate, but. uh yeah, with that, I think we will conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom podcast with uh, X-Men The Last Stand shaken out to a 5.5. Let's see what the, the IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes might have to mm. say about it. Uh, I'll do IMDb. Uh, it actually has it a 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay. Wow. It's a little kinder than I would have anticipated. Good old tomato meter. The audience gives it a 61, and the critics Man. give it a 57. Um, so... We are very rarely meaner than everything. And I felt like we were very forgiving of this yeah. movie. Um, that's huh. astonishing to me. I was not expecting that. People um, trash on this movie so much. Like, like what, what's, what's all the, is it just talk? Is it just people that like, don't really like, haven't seen the movie in a while and just want a movie to trash on or something like that? Or what's going on I, there? I mean, I don't know if, if, if we're looking at the bottom two of the X-Men and they both end up being above a five, I'll be pretty happy with that. Um, Origins Wolverine, there's no fucking way it'll Can't be above a five. There. 
Man, I can't um, wait to see this. That one's cool. a little closer. That one's not too far away because I think that was 09. Uh, and we're 06 right now. So it's it's right around the corner. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's see. Oh, yeah. October 2023 is whenever. Okay. We're just a couple like months away. October. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If we, especially if we pause for Scorsese. Oh, I, I can't yeah. just look at the calendar, which I do have all of that on there. Um, first, yeah, is we it pause for Scorsese. Class? Oh, no. It's, it's December 22nd is whenever it's currently scheduled. Merry That's Christmas. So. Let's talk the worst <laughs> shit ever. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's go. On Christmas Day, we have Game of Thrones finale of season six. So that that's kind of cool. Uh, hey, winds of winter. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Here's yeah. Cersei blowing up the sept, baby. Uh, no, that, that, is, that is a Merry yeah. Christmas. Yeah. That is a Merry yeah. Christmas. I'll take it. Um, no, that's funny, man. Uh, but yeah, with that, we will conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom podcast. If you would. Head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content. For $3 a month, you can support this podcast financially, which is huge because it costs me money and I don't make any off of it unless it is over there. Head to Twitter, follow at pennybloompod, follow on Instagram and threads at pennybloompodcast. Remember to leave a five-star rate and review wherever you might be listening and continue to download. Thank you so much. August is on a fucking roll right now. Mm. And uh I am I'm so appreciative of everybody who's listening and downloading. Um if this is your first time here, thank you for joining us and remember to come back next week for the comic book movie journey through film where we are back in DC mode. It's been a little bit, you know, we had mm -hmm. Batman Begins a couple weeks back. Um oh, but uh we're we're back to Superman, which it's been a long time since we did a Superman movie. Uh it's Superman Returns. Um, and I'm so very, very excited about that. Yeah. February, February was our last Superman movie. So wow. in a long yeah, time, been coming. A we got uh, two in a row six months. Yeah. We got Superman returns and then the Donner cut right after. So yeah, the Donner cut. Yes. We got some Superman nice coming up, excited to dig into some reading nothing but Superman and X-Men for the next couple weeks. And that's going to be nice. Mm -hmm. Very excited for that. But yeah, we got that going on. And then next week, we also continue our Game of Thrones rewatch podcast. Winter is blooming on Monday. That will bring us season five, episode two, which I'm very excited to get to. Uh, and then we continue our top 100 favorite movies ever uh, next Wednesday with part five. And that'll be the 50s, 50 through 59. We've already got four parts out, 100 through 60. Those are so much fun. We're talking a bunch of great movies, nothing but our favorite movies of all time. So uh, go ahead and check that out. Um, remember to support uh, SAG-AFTRA and WGA and their struggle against the studios. You know, even though it, it results, uh, writers can make movies like The Last Stand and X-Men Origins Wolverine. They can also make movies like Logan and uh, First Class and Days of Future Past next to, you know... It, it, no matter what, good or bad, if you worked on something, you used your labor, you put work into it, you deserve to be compensated fairly. Um, you know, I watched X-Men The Last Stand. You, I, I, can you watch X-Men The Last Stand on Disney Plus? Mm-hmm. That's where I did, is, yeah. Is that nobody got paid for that? Hardly anything, you know? Hardly anybody got a cent off that from you. Um, and that's the thing, is that, like, they deserve to be getting paid. They deserve to be getting paid a little bit based off that. Um, and I think that's only fair. I think that's only mm -hmm. fair. Um, 
not a check for literally zero dollars, you know, something yeah. that some people are yeah. getting for residuals. So, so uh, yeah, it's nuts, but just a damn shame that the studios don't want to pay the people that work for them and continue to profit off their likeness. And that fucking sucks. Um, that's some, that's some real, real super villain shit, you know, talking comic book movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with that, I was Colton Robertson and I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And oh, my stars and garters. <laughs>